Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
welcome to The Scoop, and we're ready to get going. We've got a great show tonight, and I am glad that you have joined us. Uh, tonight, we got some real good conversations. We're talking about single, saved, and horny. Plus, we're going to have a bunch of other stuff, so I am glad. I hope you guys are ready to get into this good show. First, let me say what's up to my people, to the wonderful co-hosts who helped do this. So what's going on, Ms. Takesha Johnson? How are you tonight? I'm gonna take it that means she's all right. Yeah, so so that was not that was that was me. That was me. That was me. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you don't turn on somebody's microphone. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what up no? I'm good. I'm real good. Good, good. Good, good, good. All right, you been everything everything going uh going good your way, Miss uh Shaquilla Willis. How you doing? Oh yeah, I'm well. I'm doing real good this evening. Happy to be here. On this fine yeah, Tuesday ready, yeah. for this awesome conversation. Yeah, this is gonna be an interesting one. This is gonna be oh, yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. just let's just say I didn't get all kind of nice inboxes from from a couple of my good pastor friends. Um, so. <laughs> Are they telling you to watch your words, Pastor Burns? Watch your words. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Actually, I've gotten some. Some be careful, and then I've gotten some please be real. So it's been a pretty nice. interesting, uh, pretty interesting. So what's up, Cuzzo man? How you how you doing? You alright, man? Yeah, I'm in the building. My bad. Yeah, I'm in the building. My bad, man. I'm sitting here running my mouth. I didn't have myself on self check. <laughs> all right. All right, we're cool. We glad we glad you're here. You ready for this topic, this show tonight, man? Uh, yeah, I got my uh, Bible study hat on. (laughs) (laughs) You came for Bible study? Okay, this gonna be interesting. Ain't nothing but study going on. Uh All right, cool, cool. All right, y'all. Well, let's go ahead and jump into this show again. Um, so please go ahead and let's kick it off. What, What we got? Ms. Johnson? Hello? All right. Well, tonight we're going to go ahead. All right. So tonight, again, the topic for the night is, again, we're talking about single, saved, and horny. And so, um, so yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about. So, and so what we're going to do is uh, there was a very, for those who guys who don't know, there was a, um, a post that was created by, um, I guess it's a conference call. I don't even know the young lady's name, but that was the title of the call. And since this has gone um, viral, it's created all types of craziness, of course, across the across the country because everybody, of course, is concerned about this topic. So what we want to do tonight is we're going to talk about this from a whole range of of areas. So uh, I know Keisha, she got she found a couple pretty interesting talk. Uh, articles and stuff about it. So what what go ahead and kick us off, Keisha. Okay, so yeah, see now. Single saved and still wanting sex was the, the conference that the woman was supposed to be having. Um and Kev on stage had me laughing but uh intrigued to say the least with his uh breaking down of why 
these types of symposiums and conversations are important. Um, but this has been an issue in the uh, the Christian community for years, 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 years. But it has really the the only articles or um, outwardly spoken pieces that you can find on it have been like in the last six or seven years. So that's really hard for me to believe and understand um, because, but I guess uh, with a new generation comes new revelations that this has been an issue um, and it needs to be better addressed by the church. Um, so I have one, a few actually, uh, different articles that addressed it. Um, one took a extremely feminist approach to it. Uh, hers was like single, saved, and sex, and the gospel of getting your freak on. Okay, she oh. uh, <laughs> she basically um, <laughs> she was getting a little irritated with uh, the the fact that you know prior to being saved, um, she had already had sex. So the desire had already been. I guess you call it opened up. I mean, because you can't really want something you've never had, you know. You can't crave chocolate ice cream if you've never tasted chocolate, you know what I mean? So for her, it was more like um, these desires exist, and it is this um, need to, I don't even know how to put it. Uh, Let me see if I can find the exact words that she gave she basically said that you needed to find a sexual loophole. Uh, <laughs> and for her, okay. at first, it it was a battery-operated boyfriend, you know, Bob. But uh, after a while, she got a little irritated with, you know, the fact that she she had to to give up the intimacy of that, that act. Um And then she went on to say basically that she was claiming her own individual freedom uh, and her sexuality. And, um, yeah, basically she said, I refuse to live a fear-driven life based on a set of rules um, that that are based in punishment and reward. Um, She believes Jesus came to free us from performance-driven living. And as women, we are no stranger to performance-driven lives, which often leave us empty and unfulfilled. Um, She goes on to say that that is a very large problem in the church, considering that most women, the biggest faith struggle that they have in their life is believing God for their mate. Um, And not having sex during that time makes it just that much worse for her. Um. For her, in her, uh, how can I put this, her conclusion is that sex is a form of creative power, um, and it releases a lot of creative energy, which in my line of practice is true, um, and that she needed sex, period. And she is unapologetically single, saved, and sexing. So she basically declared that she was liberated, um, through Jesus, and she really don't care who cares, okay? Now, the other point of view <laughs> um, was 
a more drawn back one. I will take this to the more conservative side. Um, where you abstain. Um, this was Yolanda Jordan's moment, but this one was also in the Ebony magazine. Now, this was all the way back in 2004, five years ago, in 2012, when this article was originally written. Um, and there were multiple accounts where individuals discussed how um, being celibate um, was making them feel. Um, they even made reference of the movie Jumping the Broom, um, which was produced by T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that scene that Paula Patton had after her casual one night stand, where she promised God, you know, she would never do it again, yada yada yada. And eventually, she did get married, right? But um, they said that 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 scene in itself was there. Um, just so that people know that we make mistakes, but the goal is to become better people, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let me see. Now, the the I thought this was kind of I ain't gonna call it funny because some people, you know, this is their thing. Um, the conversations that people have with themselves when they are trying to abstain, um, like you go from just don't touch me because even touch when when you have had sex before um uh, and you understand what what intimacy is it's not all about the sexual act sometimes just touching on a person looking at a person um and so then if you are a very sensual person this can be like a personal hell for you because you don't even want people to touch you because it might enact that you that uh erogenous Zone for you You know um, skin in and of itself Can be an erogenous zone For some people and so You Are basically living in a personal hell Because you don't want anybody to touch you So this is where people begin to think that you Are bitter um, And broken uh, because You won't You won't live Because you everything that in your mind Relates to sex and because sex And and the religious choice that you've made is frowned upon. You are now frowning upon your own nature. Um, yeah. So yeah. How can I put what the the conclusion for this one? Yeah. Uh, there was really no. Yeah. They they basically advise singles to stay the course, be transparent and accountable. Which is kind of hard to do when the topic of sex comes up and everybody acts as though it's faux pas. So um, those are the art, that's like the background. That's some information that's been out there. But my opinion, personally, <laughs> um, it's a three level kind of thing. You know, first of all, your choices should be based on your past. A lot of people do a lot of um, right and wrong based on their personal belief. If I am personally religious, then my personal beliefs are that this is not right because of my personal choice. This is not give me the right to force my personal choice on anybody else because what is for me is for me. Second, 
when you choose religion, you choose that path. And if you choose that path, then do what it takes for you to stay on it because that's what you chose. And you know the benefits, the rewards, and you also know the downside of it all. So if you choose to be a Christian and this is your path, stick on that path. Don't be wishy-washy because that's against your choice in life. Your will, your choice is that, that line of religion. Stick with what that line of religion says for you. Third, for me, this ain't natural, okay? It never has been. <laughs> and when I was in church, that was not the most condemning part for me because I do know how to practice and did practice self-control for years, mm-hmm. even after having sex and then choosing to stop until it was what I wanted, you know. And then when it was what I wanted, there was no reason for me not to because I didn't uh, I didn't uh what's the word I want to use I I wasn't assigned to this that that way of thinking anymore so when I no longer was no I was not I was not practicing religion so so let me ask so it was like so let me let me let me jump in so are you so based upon you're saying that a person should, what you're basically saying is if a person believes that this is the right thing to do, that they should, then that's fine. But let them, then you do that because that's what that's what you believe. Right. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Because of what you think. I, I honestly think that, you know, when folks decide that, well, I, I don't know when you decided, but when folks choose to decide that they are going to be celibate or make a change for the better, my thing is just stay the path, man. If that's what you choose to do, don't let nobody beat you down because of it and make you feel bad for it or nothing like that. Because, I mean, if you pull it off, I'm awesome. But... Uh, I live in the now, man. Like I, yeah, I can't even go without chicken if I want some chicken. You know what I mean? Like if I want some chicken, I'm going to get some yard birds. So I mean, imagine how everything. Point being, uh, yeah, if you, if you can change, go for it, man. No power to you. Not saying it's the hardest thing to do in the world, but it definitely ain't the easiest. Does all parts of that count, or is that a whole nother section? So okay, and like I, can I, you quit okay, so, one? Can you quit one act, or like is it all in in the same box? Like if you quit intercourse, does that mean that you have to stop with the uh, what's the scientific what fellatio? Mm-hmm. Well, I think they consider that sexual intercourse, so it's just another variation of it. I think all Whoa. of it is counted out. Yeah, I think it's all done oh. with. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's, there's no, it's not like vegetarian. You know, when you get to choose what type of vegetarian you're going to be, it's a is you, is is yang type of thing. Yeah, yeah, I sure thought this was a vegetarian, <laughs> vegan thing. Like, so what? One side don't eat the meat at all, and the other side cool with fish? As I say, nah, I'm definitely going on the fisher side. I'm hanging out with the fishers. I see what you did there. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I see what you did I'm there. The fish kind of thing. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, let me yeah, say that this. Was I, I think, I don't, okay, so, so we don't stray too far away. Um, I think that the. So this is kind of this is this pulls at both sides for me, of course, obviously. So the I think that to Takesha's point, if a person chooses to which I agree, if a person chooses to say that they are a Christian, then you should do everything in your power to whatever your whatever Christianity says is what you should should strive to to do. I hundred percent agree with that, and I don't think I don't think any of us disagree. Should disagree or could disagree with it. I think the problem comes in is when it comes into an area like this that it's very difficult for us to separate um, how we what we want and what we feel versus what our Christianity says, which is what I, which is that single saved and sexing um, article, which is kind of the struggle that I see that she's having as I as I look through it. Is it's difficult to say to figure out how is it that I have these natural urges, these urges that are natural and that are good, but I'm not supposed to do them. And then to take it another step is how am I supposed to not, how am I supposed to have them and not do them and then still not be able to come to a place that is supposed to be Mm -hmm. the place that tells me I can't do it and then not talk about it. And so I'm almost forced to, to either live this double life um, to, then to just say I'm struggling with this, I don't get, I don't get. First of all, or I don't get why I can't do it, or you know. And then let's let's just okay. So let's layer on top of the fact that we say we're not supposed to do it, but how many of us can honestly say that we know, you know, that our circle of people who does it, you know, um, is actually doing that. So if everybody doing it, and we ain't supposed to do it. Why am I not going? You know what I mean? Like, what, what's keeping me from not doing it? And then how come we ain't talking about it either? Because we all doing it, and supposedly this is all wrong for all of us, but we act sitting around acting like it's cool to do it. So it, it creates not just an issue about the fact of, of that, I, that, that you feel like this, but it creates an issue of the fact that I feel like it, everybody's doing it, we all know it's wrong, and ain't nobody saying it, so what, what are we doing? And then we start to question things like, are are we really authentic to what we really believe? So and, you know, a, honestly, I think that, that right there, the fact that we are, when you come to the place that has imposed, because so many of us, and let's just speak for our personal experiences and the experiences kind of of our culture, we are, for the most part, raised into this mindset, this understanding that we are to, if we're Christian, you, you, we don't get a choice as children as to what religion we're going to be, what spiritual, spiritual path we're going to follow, or any of those things. It is put into us from a child that this is how it's supposed to be, 
regardless of what you feel, say, you know, what the people say, what your friends are doing, what the world is doing, that's the whole part of being a Christian. That's part. That's kind of why I think the conversation part has to happen, because as, the, as times have changed and people have began to think out of the box, it's getting harder and harder to make children understand that this just is the way that it is. In a society of everyone challenging everything, you can't just tell this generation it just is what it is. And when you start to do things like um, promise rings that parents are giving to children, or you know the, the 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 pledges that these kids are you know the kids are taking, things like that, they all mm-hmm. sound they have they have what seem like noble premise. But the the pressure that gets put on these children when they have no recourse other than we told you not to, you remember you signed that pledge, you see that ring on your finger, that's your pledge to God. Okay, but what do I still do with the rest of this? And if all you can tell me is that do as I say, not as, like, kids aren't going for that anymore. Like, this type, this... People aren't going for that anymore. But the, the, the thought process starts as children. So if you provide a place where you can come and say, this is why we do this. This is why mm-hmm. we and show them healthy relationships, show them the cause and effect of when you don't do it the right way, or not the right way, when you don't do it the way that they're saying is the right way, the, the, the way that falls in line with the belief system. You have to provide yes, a comfort should. zone for that belief system to even be able to take root. Otherwise, it's now something I can't wait to break out of. And that's happening with Christianity as a whole. But when it comes to the sex thing, like, that's breaking adults and children alike out of the whole process. Like, you know what? I'm good. Because I've always felt this way. I've always felt this way. Never knew why I felt this way. But now that I have the opportunity to know that if God can forgive X, Y, Z thing, he is not going to be that mad at me for doing my freaky deaky thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's the process that we're having because there's been nothing else to back that up, to counteract that. So not having that conversation is not doing the church any good. It's not doing necessarily our people any good, even from a non-religious standpoint, just from a self-care standpoint, from a health standpoint, from a mental health standpoint, like how we love each other um, standpoint. Um, it, it, it's, it's making a difference. So we have to have these conversations. Definitely. Very true. I agree. Yeah, this, I think, you know, again, I think, I think part of, part of the, part of the other issue is, is that it is what, what that initial article says is, is again, is that there are, you know, as I thought this, is, I wondered, like who, I think part of it is it's such an uncomfortable conversation to have because then you have to admit that it's not something that you that you have mastered, and in most instances, you know it's not something that we've mastered. And so, because it's not something we mastered, it's very difficult to stand up in front of people and say, "Don't have sex before marriage, knowing good and well that you did." Unless uh-huh. you know you can say you can say, you know, the other stuff of this is why this is a problem, or this is why you know, or and again, or you can say, you know, I don't think it's an issue at all. And this is, you know, and why. And so I think, again, it's got to be a place, you know, it's got to be a place where you can have the discussion inside and outside of church, I think, have this discussion. Right. It's mm-hmm. not just an issue. This is in a, you know, in a home issue, too. This is one of those areas where, you know, outside of the birds and the bees, we typically don't get, you know, a whole lot of discussion about, 
you know, about this area. You know I mean, it's, 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 you know, at least I know. I, I can't say I didn't have a lot of discussion about it, but the discussion was, you know, was kind of interesting. I'll just leave it at that. It was kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> right. You be nice. I'm, I don't have to be nice because I'm not well, religious. Well, I'm not saying, but not, they were lacking. They were lacking. Well, no, I won't say I can't say that in my. I'm not saying that they were lacking. I'm saying that in my case, in my in my family, there was a lot of discussion about it. But at 13, there's a certain level of of, of maturity that I didn't have in order to understand really. Like my mother got to talking about you know soul ties and you know and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And I'm thinking, who cares about a soul tie right now? I just know that she's cute and I want some. Like, that was as far as I could think. So it wasn't that I, I, again, for me, that those discussions weren't being had. It was just at the place that I was in life, those discussions were not had um, at a, on a place that really made me say, this is something I should probably really think about not doing or waiting for. I, it, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. Like, I was hot to draw, so it just it just didn't happen. So... <laughs> And it's the truth. I, I, it just wasn't happening. Mm-mm. I had fear in my situation. It wasn't even my my growing up for us. It wasn't even a super spiritual thing for us. It was a it was a matter of um, from my mother's point of view. It was a you you want if your goal is to become a wife, you have to set yourself up for that. And the type of man that you want is not going to want a woman who has been with a lot of women, who has, been, who has a woman who's been with a lot of men. Like, the type of woman that I'm raising, the type of girl that, you, you know, the woman that I want you to be is going to be this type of woman. You know, you, you, you don't sleep around. Like, it was. this is what we do. Ladies do this type of thing. So it was a about your womanhood, about respecting yourself, which I can't, I'm, I'm not knocking my mom at all. That, that type of fear, I think, was in a way healthy because, it, it kept me. It helped me to stay focused. I was one busy doing so much other stuff that it that did not become as much of a deal for me, even when the natural urges started to happen. But that kind of healthy fear of the future type of thing, from her perspective, um, was effective for me. And you know, dad, dad just did what dads do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> y'all know what daddies tell their little girls as far as sex is concerned. So that's the fear of God and everything, daddy, that you know comes in the other side of that. But on the, it was in a healthy way, I can say, from both of my parents. I feel that it was a healthy type of this is why we do this, this is why we're telling you that. There was that back and forth, and we did have those conversations. But on the flip of that, I think the the same type of fear, that same type of girls don't do this, I mean, ladies don't do this, we don't do those types of things, blah, blah, blah. Those types of things can then put your your process in a box if you're not given the freedom to have that back and have that conversation from a from a child perspective to be able to say, well, mom, why is that? Or that how how does that work? Or what if I do really feel like that? To not to have the safe space to have the 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 question and to be able to to fail if necessary and and be able to to still know that you're going to be okay. I think will help to save so many people from the fear of when they do become adults and married and in what's supposed to be the safe relationships. They don't have all these 
red flags and brick walls and this long list of don'ts that they won't do because they mama said ladies don't do this, ladies don't, you know what I mean? Like we have to keep it in perspective of at some point it will be okay. <laughs> let's, go, let's not scare the hell out of everybody. So when it is time to come, you sit on that side of the bed, I'm on this side of the bed, and we're afraid to touch each other. You know, there, it's kind of like a uh, one extreme to the that, next type thing. That happens. You know, that people who I know who have done that and then when the opportunity came it was like wait a minute you know like wait a minute hold on now now this very this very thing that used to be a bad thing is now a good thing and I don't know how to respond to this right. being a good thing it's it's a very difficult like you say it's it's got to be a healthy way that we can address that this subject can be addressed both um both spiritually and from a um a logical standpoint that makes it that makes it understood that look this is something that that goes beyond just a moment. Mm-hmm. So, yep, mm-hmm. I agree. I just watch as as with what I do with the teenagers. Um, to me, what ends up being the real question, you know, because I got some real unique minds around me. That are sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, twelve, um, and so they ask questions, real ones that we think they're mm-hmm. too young to ask. And unfortunately, what they're met with is just do what I say. Like, right, right. When so when they say, you know, Miss um, Keisha, yeah. um, I'm not supposed to have sex because it's bad or whatever until I'm married. But my mama, <clears throat> yep. Um, had me when she was 16 years old, and mm-hmm. she got four other kids by three other men. Whoops! My mm-hmm. mama got saved right before you was born, baby. Um, and so uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. something you need to talk to her about. But see, and then you have the kid who says, "But are you trying to tell me? Because see, these are the, these are the real things that come from not tying too much of your religion into sexuality, okay? Mm. Now you are trying, you have to try to make a child understand that they are not a mistake if they are born out of wedlock. That mm. they are not, that their life still has value if they are born out of wedlock. Or how do you explain you were married and you're not anymore? So mm-hmm. does that, what does that do to me? The product of right. that marriage Does that right. make the child who You are still married to their parent More valuable in God's eyes than me These questions right. are the ones that If you tie too much of that religion into sexuality These are the ones that make people rebel You know You have to mm-hmm. as, a, as a people If you can't answer the question yourself You tell that child you figure it out for yourself. Go with what your soul says. Because at that point, they have to do some soul searching and decide, is my religious, my rules of religion, which most believe is their only way to connect to God, what I'm going to stick to for the rest of my life and make that choice? Or do I need to explore other options that allow me certain freedoms to be who I am naturally? Because some things you simply can't answer. Because the answer is just not there. 
as a as a as a person who believes, I'm gonna disagree with you in terms of you have to take your religion out of it. I think that the problem is is because we don't know how to have the discussion. That's because you have we think that, that we don't understand how we don't understand how everything you just said is actually there. There is a spiritual component. So I don't think that we have to learn how to take it out of it. I think what we have to learn how to do is to say that listen that there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of a part of why you feel the way you feel is this you know yeah I understand that mama got three kids by you know three other kids by three other men and blah 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 you know you can have those kind of discussions but I think I don't think that I think that as a Christian you have to be able to say let's have a again you have to not hide behind the um, hide behind the cloak of religion and be able to say, look, there's there more to this than just, like you said, don't do it because, no, because I said so. It has to be that there is a spiritual, there is a spiritual reason why we say don't do this, why you're taught not to do this. There is an underlying thing, but there are also some other things that you got to talk about. You can't just say, you know, because God said no. Well, why? Because the truth, truthfully, if it's done the, the right way, it's not supposed to be to make you feel bound. It's supposed to make it's supposed to do the exact opposite. But because we don't know how to have the discussion, it makes you feel like you've just been given a whole bunch of rules and you're gonna be on punishment because yep. you done done what you wasn't. You know, you done stepped outside of what you were supposed to do, and so now you slapped on the on the face and you done had all these kids because you know it's like no, that's not what this is at all. We just don't know what we're doing. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it's, it's, we don't, it's us. We don't know what we're doing in this discussion. Because we don't know what we're doing in discussion, we make it into a horrible discussion that it doesn't have to be. Because honoring, honoring God in that moment is not a bad thing. It's not like a, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a hard thing. So, but we're going to come back. We'll come back. We got a lot more. We got, well, let me take this caller real quick. We got a caller and then we got a, I know we over, so uh, we'll be right back after. We're going to take this caller first, and then we're going to go to break. So, caller 9536, you are on the air live. What is your question or your comment? Caller 9536, you are on the air live. What's your question or your comment? All right, I guess they didn't have a comment question. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take um Take a break real quick, and then we'll be back. What song we got? Man of the Year. Is that what it is? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Man of the Year. Play, man. A lot of niggas don't keep it real no more. The ones I really had love for.
the pad and the pen. Feeling lost in my thoughts, sipping OJ and gin. Got so much on my mind, sometimes I can't even think. Cause niggas that I would die for be hating on me. But I don't need them or trust. I just watch from a distance. I gotta act like I'm blind, but keep the snakes in my vision. Niggas want my position, but don't put time in to get it. Home of the grimy and gritty, but I still ride for my city. Keep that nominally with me. For niggas plotting and scheming You alive in the morning But you could die in the evening I compensate with my demons While I'm praying to Jesus Tell me you gon' have doubters Just turn them into believers here on the show. I dig that song quite a bit. So this segment, we are going to go on into our um, Elegance by Design segment of the show where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. You can go ahead and check out all of our all-natural hair and skin care products at Elegance by Design. That's D-E-Z-I-G-N.com. All right. So tonight I came across an article that really stood out to me for a few reasons. For the first reason, it was because um, this particular article came from the perspective of a man, which is something that is often, um, what is not often as far as the relationship articles tend to go. This is kind of the woman's 
uh, kung fu and it's real strong as far as <clears throat> blogs and things like that relationship wise. So I was excited for this. And then when I read it, I was really excited because there's a lot of good stuff here. So the um, article is basically where it's coming from a man's perspective. And the, the title of the article is A Happily Married Man on Four Things Couples in Love Should Never Do. Okay. Um, and I appreciated this article because it came from the standpoint of being in love and not necessarily um, <clears throat> a bunch of other requisites. It's just you need to be in love. If you call yourself being in love and you're going either whether it be towards marriage or just a long-term relationship, if this is a person that you care about and are wanting to build something with, these are things that you can take into your day-to-day um, and to, to help build on that. <clears throat> so the first thing that he discussed was holding grudges. Um, so many times we take things, whether it be small things, those little things, that, those quirks and irks that we <laughs> share with our with uh, in confidence, where it's just a girl, I just wish, or oh my God, dude, if she asked me to do this one more time, I'm gonna scream. You know, those types of things that snowball into grudges against the person in themselves, as opposed to just that thing. Um, and again, I think that has something to do with communication when we don't express ourselves in the moment of what is bothering us. Um, when we hold grudges, that puts up ro- roadblocks and walls to furthering the love that you all are building together. At that point, you then begin to feel like you are existing rather than building together. So holding grudges is a <clears throat> is a really big no-no um, that, that is just basically don't do that. <laughs> um, it's, he says if you can solve problems, which is any time that something comes up, you know how to get through it or if you're able to get through it. Couples who, cannot, who can't get through it end up just being a toxic relationship or the relationship ends up, uh, ends up failing because those tough times or tough talks end up eating away at the fabric and the foundation in a relationship. Um, when you can communicate really well, whether that's timeouts or whether that's respecting each other's boundaries, uh, whether that's admitting when you're wrong and being fair around that, you just happen to, uh, and being fair around that, you just happen to just get through things. When you just, basically when you're just, you just move on from day to day, oh, we'll be all right, time will heal all things, that's when you start to build those grudges. And sometimes you don't even recognize that that's what you have. But when you have so many unresolved issues, you are then, you then find yourself kind of stuck. So the key to this particular, um, this particular point is to communicate. If something is bothering you, the first person that you should talk to is the person that you're with, the person that has caused that issue, not anybody else, because then you've got outside things that are then implicated themselves into your relationship that have nothing, could, could have nothing to do with your situation. So communicate with your partner, let it go, but let it go in a healthy way, not letting it go by digging it into a space deep in your belly where it's going to fester and cause issues later. Um, This one was big for me because it's something that I know in the scoop we have discussed in so many different variations and which is overstepping each other's boundaries. As individuals, When we become a part of a couple, whether it be a dating situation or a marriage, you are still an individual. But often we will put our personal boundaries, our personal um, deal breakers in a box to appease and make our, our, our partners comfortable. And when we do that, we then, in a way, put ourselves away. Because these are the things that make yourself personally comfortable where you feel safe enough to be who you are. When these things are respected, you are your best you. And when they're violated, whether you say it or not, you are then you take that in and you internalize those things. 
So that when you when you don't communicate your boundaries, when you don't set your boundaries and make them deal breakers for your partner so that you can understand them, you often can ask the questions surrounding them. Hey, when I do this, is this so, am I borderline on those types of things? Those types of situations when you don't have those conversations is when you can get into the danger zone. So recognizing that she doesn't like it when you go through her phone, he doesn't like it when you go through the phone, he appreciates it when you let him know that you're going to be out later than you said you're going to be, or if you take $50 from the account, whatever the case may be. And those, you have to have those kinds of conversations so that you know those ticks for your partner so that you don't have unnecessary run-ins. And that's another way of showing love because you respect that individual enough outside of your coupledom to be able to know, you know what, I love you enough to make sure that you stay safe in where we are right now. And that, I think, speaks volumes to how you love and care for your partner. So that one was really good for me. Um, breaking the ground rules is number three, which I think ties in a lot to number two, um, because breaking ground rules are kind of like your boundaries, but then you have your, your personal boundaries are one thing, but then you have to have ground rules for your relationship. Um, and the first thing that he says here was one that let me know that I was going to enjoy this particular section. He says, I generally don't prescribe to a one-size-fits-all because every relationship is different. I think across the board is respect, but that means different things for every person and every relationship. Um, social media, which, like I said, with what we do in the scoop, social media is a big part of relationships now, and making sure your partner is comfortable always boils down to respect. Respecting the time that you spend together, respecting the person in terms of their voice, being really connected. It's hard to be fully where you are when part of you is not in that moment. So um, ground rules like we don't, when, you know, when we come home, you have your wind down time, you do your chill time, and then it's us time. You know, that's, we call it unplug time here at the house where everybody unplugs their stuff, you know, either, or you actually plug it up. You put it on your chargers and you leave it alone. But we're unplugging and we're connecting to each other. We're having those conversations. We are being silly, whether it's playing the video game together, whatever the case may be. We're actually disconnecting from everything else and connecting with each other. And it, 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 it makes a big difference in your relationship and a huge difference with, with your children if you happen to have children. So um, ground rules, whether it's the phone, social media, um, whether it's Outside sources, you know, if you're a busy, busy couple and you're always running, set aside a time. Hey, this weekend, every third weekend is our weekend. You don't schedule anything. When you start to schedule things and we don't make time for each other, we suffer. So this ground rule, this is where we are. So those types of things and then making diligent effort to really, really stick to those boundaries and those rules and when they're – and when for whatever reason we can't stay in on that course – have that conversation, make sure that you're regrouping and everyone is starting from a clean slate and able to move forward in a good place. All right, so this is the last one, and then I'm going to just ask you guys what you think about it, but pushing each other's buttons. And this one seems like a simple thing to do, like one of those obvious, like why would you do that type of thing? But it happens, um, especially with couples, I think, that have been together for a long time. When you don't have anybody else, <laughs> when, you're, when you've been in a relationship for a very long time, because I know James and I, uh, we, we joke about this all the time. Because like, that's, that's what we got married for, so I'd have somebody to mess with all the time. Like, who else am I going to mess with if not you? That is fun to a point. If you know <laughs> to a very, <laughs> to a point. 
you cannot begin, you cannot know your your partner hates a certain thing where it just makes their left eye twitch to a point where they have to walk away. Like those, do not push your your other's buttons to the point where now they're annoyed. They're more annoyed by your presence than they are overjoyed by your presence. It takes a lot to be able to. Um, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And that's like a social situation. That's like a, that's just a rule of thumb, but especially for your partner, because a lot of the times we really don't care. We don't care if they're really irritated for the day, if they've had a bad day. We don't really, if you come in and you all goofy and chilly and, and you know, you trying to be good and your partner's not in there, well, ah, shut up, you all right, you all right, yeah. No, sometimes it's not all right. Sometimes you need to just be cool let them have their space. Let them do their thing. No win is not a good time. No win is not about you. And no win is time to release what it is that you are after so that they can actually breathe a bit. Because then you can have those blow-ups where you feel they feel like you're being selfish. You're not paying any attention to where they are and all the red flags that are being thrown to say, this is enough. I need a moment. That's that pineapple safe word type of thing. you got to kind of know when you're doing too much. And and it's not a um, like a parental thing where they're putting you in your place like you're out of line. It's a I I'm still a person and right now I need I need you to not and that needs to be okay. So I really really enjoyed this article for for all of the reasons that I stated here. But I just thought that it really hit. It it didn't go super deep. It was really easy to to add these things to your life. It was really relatable and I thought um, that it, it kind of kept it simple. But it was so so clutch for really, really laying some groundwork for how to have a healthy relationship. Um, Rashad, you haven't, I haven't heard from you in a minute. I'm going to start with you. What do you think about this particular article? I actually agree with some of that stuff. Uh, not even some of it, a good vast majority of it. I think it's very healthy to clock out. Um, I think it's very healthy to set aside time. I think uh, as I've gotten older, I think that some planning is cool. I'm still very, you know, Oh, spontaneity, spontaneity. But at the same time, planning goes a long way. And, I'm, you know, I, I get that as I get a little older. But uh, I, it's a healthy mix of the two. Still be spontaneous and still, you know what I mean, have a plan. But uh, mm. I, I agree. That was well written. It was well put together. Um, I don't have very – I don't have any, any check marks at all. It was just, you know, good read, good find. And I agree. But like I said, the part that I like the most is the, you know, keying out time. And like you said as well, keying out time. Would you call it unplug time or plug up time, yep. either one? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that makes good sense, though. Because, like, you know, if you if you really pay attention to it, since, since the technology age, uh, for the most part, if it's five people in the house, you can count on two of them going to have a phone glued to their hand. Mm-hmm. You, you can just count on yep. it. And that means that now we've taken away conversation each other. You know it's real when the same house that was the same house before cell phones is now too big to call somebody upstairs. So you text them and tell them it's time to eat. We don't we don't yell no more. Like we don't we don't you know what I mean? Not that you know yelling is a part of our everyday life, but. You know, it's just a little stuff that's been moved out because we've gotten so fancy. Kind of reminds me of that, uh, I don't know if y'all seen that little African poster, uh, that uh, video I posted the other day where they were uh, had all, this, all the, big, the big stuff that we think, and then at the end of it they said and all this stuff that we think is big is not big. 
But uh, it was basically just going down all the stuff that we genuinely hang on to nowadays that's just not a big deal, and it's really making us, you know what I mean, uh, not worse people but less communicative and less in tune with each other, which equates to basically not caring as much as we used to. Yep, and to your point of yelling, honey, I still yell. I holler up and stare. Oh, you still yell? Oh, yes, I yell. <laughs> I put these good cheerleader young lungs and diaphragm to good use. <laughs> we don't do the text. I tell you, I tell you that, if I, I have home, to I text, text you, you we up? got a problem, bro. <laughs> Let me have to text you from downstairs, and I'm coming to see you. <laughs> I'm coming to see Uh-oh. you if I have to text you. Good right. I'm about to say, did anybody else just get scared for the whooping right there? Like, uh, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming uh, to see you. Yes. No, 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 no. My room. Don't come upstairs. Hey, uh, maybe hey, I wasn't hey, hungry, I'm Mom. Right, because that means you got the the TV up too loud, the headphones in, the door closed. Like it's too many barriers. Like you blocking all the like this is not gonna work. I don't I don't, I don't believe teenagers have that kind of problem. <laughs> like you need to be able to hear me when I holler for you, and that's it. Right. <laughs> I don't need to I, be texting fair, you in my well, own it's house. It's fair to assume you go with the ain't no locked doors in my house. No, we don't lock doors. You can close it. I believe children should have privacy. You can you should have some privacy. But if I feel the need to come in your door, I'm going to come in your door. Don't lock your door for me. Because even that's a safety thing for me. You know what I mean? Like, I need to be able to come mm-hmm. in here when I need to get in here. But, no, nah, we don't. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I have all the lock codes to the phone. You can feel like you private with your door closed. <laughs> but if I'm coming in here. If I need to come in here, I'm coming no in. Doors. And I'm going to get there. I'm going to no get all of those. Right. No, no more locked doors. <laughs> no, no more locked doors. Yes. <laughs> I'll take that bad boy off the hinges around here. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's funny. That's the truth. Keisha, what you yeah. think, baby? Well, I mean, I agree with it all. Being new to it, I can not speak on stuff that I'm not experienced with. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's more like a, okay, then, duly noted. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, right. Right now, we still at the, that's my best friend, that's my best friend stage of development. So, you know what I mean? Like, everything is is fun, even though, like, we still human. So, it's going to be stuff about me to get on his show, nothing nerd, and vice versa. You know what I mean? And uh, we learning how to manage that. Like, when it's something that just is a person's character, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like I'm, I'm true to a fault, you know what I mean? And there's other things that I have, like, I don't fake. So if somebody has shown genuine disinterest in me, um, I'm not going to force you to be interested in me, friend, family, or foe, you know what I'm saying? And um, and, and I don't care too much how people feel about that, you know. Um, and, and he's understanding that now, you know what I'm saying? So it's like when you get on my bad side, there is no other side for you um, because it takes a lot to get over there, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> we know. We learning different things about each other, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm chilling. Like this little, the little four points. I looked at them. I was like, okay, so this is something I can uh, learn from. Let me pay attention, or pay closer attention to how we do around here. Um, and that's that's why I'm in with it because I don't, you know, I don't know how well they will play out. Check back with me in about a year. <laughs> 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 For real. 
What about you, Wynn? You know, I was coming on around the bend. What you got? Yellow. Wynn? He's got us on mute, bro. So what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. have you on mute. Okay, Sorry. So. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, think, I think what makes it tough is, is that is that there's so much going on in you know with the life kind of stuff that's going on around you that often like you just forget about that kind of stuff, some of the basic stuff and some of the you know, and so you have to stay grounded to, you know, those types of things help you stay grounded so you can kind of not lose touch with one another. And like I said, but, but that's hard because, again, you know, day-to-day stuff begins to happen. And as day-to-day stuff gives, begins to happen, like you start taking shortcuts in communication, you start taking shortcuts, you know, and even with kids because you start assuming, you know, stuff like that. So it's difficult, but, you know, but at the same time, you just got to keep, you know, keep that stuff um you know, keep it at the forefront of the relationship because, like you said, you are. If y'all, at the end of the day, it's you and that person. Kids gonna leave. Kids, you know what I mean. All that stuff is going That's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. All of that, they gone. So, it is what it is. So. Yep. Love for the after when the nest is empty. <laughs> it's yep. gonna be emptier a lot longer than it's gonna be full. Yep. So I think again, I think I think all of that stuff is awesome, but you know, it's it's it sounds to me like it's just really just trying to say stay to the basics. Remember to have fun with each other. Remember the things, the reasons why you got together. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Yep. So I thought I thought I think it's a cool article. Well, thank you. I dug it too. That's all I had though. That's all I was really wanting to talk about. I knew that one was going to take up a. I'm, I'm, trying trying to out. I'm like, I'm saying, I'm sitting there going, now, how did she go hook this back up to single, saved, and horny? I was like, where are we going? I was just waiting. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know, no, no. <laughs> like, where are we? <laughs> like, where are we? <laughs> Mm-mm. No, we left that one at the okay. previous break, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, she was, all right, she was somewhere. Okay, I'm with you. Look, it took me a second, mm-hmm. bro. I found you. I found you. I got you. I got yeah, we we, we working I'm with it once we in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm in there. All right, what we got next? What's our song? This clearly, I don't have my paper. We have, I believe, we got Chris. Oh, is it uh, Chris? Oh, Chris Brown. We got Chris Brown. <laughs> this is actually, I think, all of our songs. This is one of our. our Chris Brown, right, up Chris, and Chris, coming Chris, favorite. Chris Brown, I'll be playing this in my car. He done made it home. Chris, Chris Brown, Chris, 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 Chris Brown. Yeah, I got yeah, we got Detroit <laughs> Kill B with Chris Brown. Detroit,
fake hustle, they moving that spam. Got the ham and the chicken, got the bitch in the kitchen, washing pots in the dishes. Don't see the mission until they stuck in submission. Power moves the position, autopilot on this. Intuition, they fishing. Jim Brown, not Chris. I'm in Virginia with this. Work, 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 dancing out the pot. Chris Brown, it's all up on my. Stay strapped like CPL, nigga. I'm legal. Pop tops like Pringles. Whipping up in the Regal. Ain't a bean pop, I spit the truth like Seagull. I don't f with them kitties with two. They ain't legal. Cashed out them hundreds for ones. I'm throwing singles. Strip club raining. Hurricane of Katrina. We ain't maxed out. We stay platinum like Visa. Ball cheese like Cheetos. Running faster than Cheetos. Come slow with the cheese. I'm Danny DeVito. Guns on the hip. mentor moment that is brought to you by of course the money mentor so for those who do not know 
um, you can sign up for. Uh, we started. I changed. I lowered the price for my four-week boot camp. So, uh, for four weeks, uh, in week one you get um, credit repair. Week two you get budgeting. Week three um, you get uh, save. Uh, excuse me. You get debt consolidation and how to eliminate debt. And then in week four, I teach you how to invest. So for four weeks, two hours every week, I lowered. I drastically lowered. Um, the pro- I lowered the price from $279, $279 for four weeks. I actually lowered it to $29.99. So to sign up, you need to go to eventbrite.com. Um, actually, no, let me take that back. You need to go to moneybootcamp.eventbrite.com. So it's moneybootcamp.eventbrite.com and sign up. I'm going to be running this to the end of every month, to the end of the year. So go to to that page on Eventbrite, pick a month and get registered today. Um, so tonight's uh, Money Mentor Moment is I'm going to give you in five steps, five steps how to start investing. So a lot of people think that um, investing is difficult, um, but it's really not. There are really five steps that the person who knows absolutely nothing about investing can start, uh, can do um, to get them into the market. And I'm going to tell you how why you want to do that as soon as possible. So, y'all ready? Let's go. Say yes. Like somebody say yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So, Let's go. So, no, so, step number one, which is typically the okay. reason why we don't. Step one is typically the reason why we don't do this. But step number one is simply is that you've got to save um, between five hundred and a thousand dollars. So that's number one. And right now, with this being tax season. Um, that can, you know, that could be something that most, that a lot of people can do. Again, this is just to get started. Um, so you would go, uh, get, go to your bank or credit union, literally, and just, you know, if you don't have it all at one time, set up an account and on a biweekly basis, a monthly basis, whatever, put money into that account. Once you get to five, then you get to five hundred dollars. Then you can go to step two. Step two is that you would then go to um, either, I'm going to give you a couple of sites, depending on what you want to do, you would go to either um, sharebuilder.com or you can go to vanguard.com, so V-A-N-G-U-A-R-D, vanguard.com, depending on what you want. So sharebuilder is if you want to get into stocks. Um, it's a low-cost um, uh, uh, stock where you can build a stock portfolio. Trades on ShareBuilder are $6.95 a trade, okay? Hmm. Um, if you want to go to Vanguard, Vanguard is a lower cost where you can buy a lower cost where you get mutual funds and things like that. So if you want to get into something, like I would recommend like a um, Roth IRA or an index or in some type of index mutual fund, do you guys know what those are? Nope. No. Okay. Break it down. So a Roth, a Roth, a Roth, it's all right. A Roth IRA is a um a a, 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 a retirement account, but the, it's because the money is after tax. It's money that's already meaning it's already been taxed. So your paycheck has already been taxed. All the FICA and all of it has already come out of your account, and you can um, go into and then you put the money in there. So the money that you put in there has already been taxed, and you don't have to pay taxes on the growth part of the account, meaning the interest that you gain. 
you don't pay interest on that until you start withdrawing. Okay. And if mm. and because it's after tax dollars, then it's not treated like, you know, if you take money out of your retirement, your 401k, you get like that 20% tax, and then you get the early withdrawal tax and stuff like that. There are some different right. tax situations that will allow you to take money out of your Roth IRA without having to pay that. And if you do have to pay uh, taxes, you remember, you're only paying taxes on the growth, okay? So that's what an IRA is. An index mutual, an index mutual fund is a mutual fund. So a mutual fund is a collection of stocks and bonds and other investment vehicles that are all put into, like, one bag. So it would be, you know, Walmart, you know, in one fund, it could be something like Walmart stock, Starbucks stock, you know, um, 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 a some you know a money market stock and all this kind of stuff. But an index mutual an index account is one that is tied, meaning it's tied to the S and P 500, um, which are some of the biggest and better the best companies in in the world or in the country. Okay, so what this does, and because it's an index fund, what it means is it doesn't have some of the, the fees that some of these other accounts have. So some of these other accounts have these large, you know, two and three percent fees that you pay annually, annually, an index fund, the fees are a lot lower because pretty much not, not, it doesn't have all of the other, other fees because you don't have to have, be what's called actively managed. So somebody like myself who's a financial advisor, when you have an account, you pay us every year percentage based upon the amount of money that's in the account. In the index fund, those fees are a lot lower because you don't really have to pay us. Okay? Uh, okay. Okay. Then, I gotcha. so after you go to to the, one of these accounts and do it, then as you get it set up. The fourth thing is to put your money, put that five hundred dollars into the account. Whatever, whichever one you choose, put the five hundred dollars in the account. And then the fifth one is then you set up whatever recurring amount you want to put into this account every month. So if you want to put every month, you want to put $50 in or you want to put $25 in or you want to put $100 in, you do that. The reason you want to do this now and you want to do it early is I did I ran some numbers. And if you put in, here's some interesting numbers. If you put in um, $1,000 into a mutual fund at a per annual percentage what I'm giving a percent of 6%. Now, the reason I say 6% is because that is the average of um, the six, between six and eight percent is the average of what the stock market has returned over its, the light over its lifetime. Okay, so if you put a thousand dollars in at the age of, and I'm looking at, I was looking at something like for my son. So at the age of ten, if I put him a thousand dollars in every month, I just put fifty dollars in every month. By the time he turned twenty-one, he would have about seven or eight thousand dollars. Just from that, from that, that small investment. Huh. Then I looked at it and said, "Well, what if I doubled it? What if I put instead of putting in, you know, uh, uh, five hundred dollars, I started with a thousand. Instead of putting in fifty dollars, I put it with a hundred. Well, then that that amount goes from um, from uh, six, seven thousand dollars to you're talking about, you know, you're, you're looking at, you know, uh, probably possibly like doubling that. So you're talking about twelve, thirteen thousand dollars. So again." These are just things that we can do just to get in, and for us too, because most of us are growing up at a time where we're not really sure if we're going to have these retirement plans. 
um, or we're going to have, most of us don't have work for jobs where you're going to have pensions for the rest of your life. So something just as small as this, again, it can help us if we start to make these subtle changes now. And again, if you have children, you can do this for your children too. So you can start one of these accounts for your kids, um, and they can, you know, benefit from it too because it would be, again, it would be really good for us to be able to start leaving our children an inheritance instead of leaving them debt. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's just really five easy steps. <clears throat> Save the money, go to either ShareBuilder or Vanguard, choose either a Roth IRA or index mutual fund, um, and then um, put the $500 in and then set up a reoccurring payment that every month will go it will automatically go in. So you can literally set it up to where it, it was as soon as if you get paid on the 15th, then on the 15th, $50 or whatever automatically goes out. Or if your company has a type of uh, payment deduction where you can send it directly to them, then you'll never see it. Okay? And so you automate your investing. And then that way you don't have to worry about, well, maybe I won't do it this pay period. I do it next period. You don't have to worry about any of that. It's just done. cool. Can we? Do, that seem easy enough. Yep. It does. It does. <clears throat> Makes sense. Makes good sense. Any questions? No, I'm still writing notes. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I was the only one over here with a pad of paper. Yeah, that's simple. I mean, like I said, I think I think if we think along those lines. It makes it a lot easier. Um, and here's something that you got. For those of us, I can't speak for those who have, um, um, no, you can go to Bankrate. So everybody can go to Bankrate.com, and you can, there are calculators in there. So if you ever want to figure out a specific goal, so say you want to retire at, you know, with X amount of money, let's say you want to, you know, you want to retire with $100,000, then you can say, okay, I, I'm age 30 now. I want to retire at age 65. How much do I need to put in every month? in order to make reach that goal. So there are calculators that will help you do that. So you go to bankrate.com. There's a section for calculators. You can look up retirement calculator and do that. There's also um, apps that will help you do it too, so uh, for iPhone and Android, even though we know iPhone is better, but that's another story. Mm-mm. See, don't. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You had to just Mm-mm. slide that on in there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about to say, what you say, activation lock? <laughs> Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus uses iPhone. Oh. So, no. If you want, so, and so let me throw this in there too. The reason I said ShareBuilder as well, again, if you want to do um, stocks, like I know we've been talking a lot. We talked a lot this week about, or last week I think it was, about the uh, snap, the whole Snapchat um, IPO. So if you wanted to do something like that, then you can buy those on ShareBuilder. So that's why I threw that one in there too. All right. Go ahead and put us up on that Snapchat game. Because <laughs> they, uh, did you all hear about the Catholic school who invested in Snapchat and they won? Like, I mean, not won, but yeah, they went and I can't even say that. They they ended up oh, yeah. winning, I believe it was millions behind that for the investment that they made. I think it was like it was a couple hundred thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, fifteen. I don't remember the exact amount. Man, I wish I could have it all. Mm. But they invested a, a, it was a pretty sizable amount to, to be a school investing in stocks. And they they won. They've gotten, when when they went public like they have, they have created quite an essay for themselves. But they're saying they're going to use it for, I believe it's um, 
scholarships and things of that nature um, for the uh, for the school. So that was a really that was a good look. But the parent, there was a parent, a group of parents who came in and and rallied with the school to get them to go ahead and invest. So I thought that was a really really cool way for something like Snapchat to make a difference in the schools as far as the stock market was going since we were talking about. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we got to do more of it. It's just the truth. We got to do more of it. So, and we got to, because again, we got we to stop just being consumers and I'll keep, we'll keep preaching it. And I know it takes time again, and, and that's why we got to talk about debt and how to get rid of debt and stuff like that, because that, that, um, that's, you know, that that's difficult. It's difficult. It, it sounds real easy to say invest $50 a month, but when you don't have $50 a month to invest, then that's, you know, that, that creates a totally separate um, issue. So that's why we got to always start with how do we reduce either reducing debt is very simple. Either reduce debt is to spend less or get more. So mm-hmm. you know, we got to deal with that part too. So that way, again, it doesn't just go to um, five, you know, $50, but at some point people you can put in $250 a month. You know, so what can we do? Because typically when we get raises, you know, people always say, well, I just wait till I get a raise. When we get raises, typically our we do not uh, save expenses the money. go up. Our expenses go up. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, I got, I got more money now. I'm going to get some extra cable channels. You know, well, I'm going to start, you know, instead of taking my lunch to work, I'm going to start eating in the cafeteria. You know, just little stuff like that starts to eat away at it. So. True, so yeah, but cool. All right, so we got another break, and then we're gonna get back into this topic. So what's what's next? Oh no, we got hot topics next. Ooh. Yeah, I was having it right. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> what song is really? Somebody like he's super. I'm wondering like what is what is he must know something we don't know. Like what is happening? <laughs> We stall it because nobody remember what the song. I have the song on paper in front of us. That's why. All right, we gonna uh, do uh, uh, when I want to. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There oh, you that's go. My bro. We're the connect. Where was my antenna when we couldn't find the song? I 
when it's all up. Fan got for you. I'm going to run down a couple quick articles that uh, piqued my attention this week, and then we'll get into the good hot topic of the room for this week. Um, First and foremost, hanging on to old news, um, the Nicki Minaj thing turns out supposedly that she really is going to be seeing hard times. Supposedly the money tied in with the music industry are being cut three separate different ways before she gets to touch the money, which isn't a joke. It's actually, you know, kind of bad because in the contracts, you know, you got to kind of pay attention to what's going on, especially now that we're getting to see more of the industry by these documentary movies and rockumentaries or whatever they call them. And the thing is that when that happens, you, it's like you, you, you really stuck in a spot and she's put herself in a spot where her attitude now has preceded her act and now people don't want to pay because they know the attitude that's behind the act um did you guys get a chance to look at that article at all or see anything about that nope uh-uh no no i, I didn't say anything about it what i don't know why so 
So who are these people that supposedly touch your money? Some like our manager, who investors, else? investors. So you got uh, not inve- not just investors, but you also have the record labels. So you have um, first and foremost, uh, she signed to Young Money. Young Money right. is owned by Cash Money, and then she's also signed by somebody else, like a Royal Royal Records or something like that. That's off on its own that she still has to pay out rights to. So, like she has genuinely three record labels she has to pay before any of that money she's bragging about even gets to trickle down to her. Oh, tank, tank. Nice. Now, how is she going to have to do a hard time behind that? What do you mean hard time? Well, a hard time is, is that, you know, it's basically still signing a contract. She has to prove her worth. And her second album flopped. And flopped by all means means that if we put more money into the album than the album makes, then it's a flop. And there was you talking about the Romans Revenge into- one or whatever? I don't know the names of her albums, but per that article, the second album was a flop. This isn't Rashad's opinion. This was the article. And it said the second yeah. album was a flop. They put more kind money of agree into with that the one. album <laughs> than what was spent out. And, you know, I know I know from hearing 50 Cent say it. I know from hearing Eminem say it, you know, because... You're ignorant to the game. They're going to sit you down, and they're basically going to pull out that black, that black uh, suitcase, open it up, and you'll see more money than you've ever seen in your life. And usually, that's when the answers become yes. But you don't understand that the yeses that you're saying are the investments to the album. So you take that suitcase and you go spend it on your heart's desire. Now, when it's time to make the album, you have no money to pay anybody. Oh, oh, oh. O and owing. So now every song has to be a jam. You don't get time for an intermission song. Every song has to be a jam because you owe everybody per song now. I mean, and people don't look at it that way. They take that money and run, and, you know, it's really not your money unless you know it's your money. And that's when it becomes a, you know, Jay-Z says it a lot. If you listen to him rap, he talks about that a lot, that owning your catalog is the most important thing in music. Own your catalog. Yeah. The young lady doesn't own her catalog. She doesn't own herself. There's a problem. Well, I don't, so so is, her, is her deal, because I know cash money, money, whatever, I know they're having issues. So does it say how long... You know, like how much longer she's on. She signed to them, or is, like she she's a free a, agent this year. That that's what the oh. article was saying. She's a free agent this year, and nobody wants to buy into the product mm. because she, she has nowhere I mean, to go. She's really like like no record label wants to buy into the product. Well, because one, Jay Z is exposing record labels is useless. So yeah, she shouldn't. She shouldn't even care. I mean, but no, no, no. This is the record labels. It's not a her. It's the record labels. The record labels are saying they want no parts of it because, one, they already have to start from the bottom now because everybody is independent. And since everybody is independent, they no longer need Big U. We can do this all via Internet. Don't need your record company anymore. Right. Chance the Rapper is everybody's 
favorite, his hero right now. Right. He made a Grammy off of a free album. Three Grammys off of a free album. Yeah. And the air people that like we the, revere I think, I think the entire, as I think great that have. don't have one. And they sold their albums. Yeah. What's going to be interesting about the industry now is to see, because everybody, of course, not because just like anything else, it's a copycat industry. So now that Chance has become big, obviously everybody's going to try to follow his footsteps, but... There's not a you know his music was 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 good too so you know I, I don't know I will say now let me say this from a marketing and a branding standpoint if we saw nothing we saw that um, Nikki has a she has a following and so if you have if you're the type yeah. of person who has a large enough following a large enough tribe they'll buy it. and she won't necessarily need right. to put it out yeah she doesn't necessarily need a, a label she can go the title route she can go the you know the the free route, but she'll have to work in terms of touring and stuff like that because, you know, there's no upfront. There's no upfront money anymore. So, I mean, it's going to be cool. It's going to be, I think, like you said, she'll be fine. She'll definitely be fine. So I have a question. Can I ask a one roundabout question as far as the promotions and stuff go? Like, is that her money? Is her brand hers as far as Nicki Minaj when she does like her, Fragrances, her nail polish line, those types of endorsements, the the mix, you know, the drinks and things that she has, are those hers? Like, is that her money, or is she only tied to the music as far as cash money is concerned? Because I could see her having her own money if she's including um, the endorsements that she's acquired since becoming, you know, the Barbie brand and not the Barbie brand, but the uh, but the Nicki Minaj and 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 having her bars and things like that. She's created a brand for herself that I would think would hopefully sustain her if she's invested her money the right way. But um, are those things included in the, in the money that they're talking about? Like, do they own her or is it just her music? Do they Are they laying ownership to her as a brand or is that something separate as far as the music it industry did, is concerned? The article really didn't delve into the Barbie brand as much as it did her uh, – her re-signing of the uh, yeah because that's what's in question right now the brand uh came under fire when the kmart thing uh when kmart stopped selling well they said that this will be the last time they're going to sell her brand they've given up they said it's not selling they give it up they're done so i mean it's so funny with that that one because under the right umbrella she can get that stuff remarketed but at the same time it's like what are you selling? And the brand, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, kind of like Remy pointed out, are moms really enthused to take a kid to a store and say, I'm putting my daughter in some Nicki Minaj? First of all, the last name you really can't say in front of a kid. Because once a kid starts questioning Minaj, like nobody else's last name is Minaj because Nicki is a real name. Now, what does Minaj mean? I just thought no Kmart was a bad look as far as putting her clothing line in in the first place. Like I Kmart was going Kmart under. Kmart and ever. Right, and I and I and I think that article in itself just got boosted. I think Kmart got on the tailwind of the Remy Nikki issue. They used that as an excuse, and then 
the public really boosted that up. I think Kmart is going to be dropping most of their brands here shortly because Kmart is dropping. People are dropped. People dropped Kmart. So and while yes, they are taking the time to to make a you know to make the statement that they are dropping the line because it's not selling. Just from a perspective, a business perspective, Kmart's not selling much of anybody's brand. So, you know, that doesn't speak a whole lot to Nikki and the brand, the clothing line in itself. I think if it's marketed to her actual followers, I know there's probably a lot of people that didn't even know Nicki Minaj had a clothing line because it is in Kmart. If it's remarketed, you know, like you said, if, if, if put in the right space, I think she'd be just fine because Nicki Minaj's clothing line should not be targeted to children, period. Like there is a specific target that she should be trying to aim at, and and Kmart is not it. She's more of a Forever Twenty One type brand, an H and M type brand. Those types of people are even those are the types of people that wear her clothing. So while she's got some things in the air, I think Kmart in itself was a bad look as far as her brand was going to even try. Now maybe it was just a ground floor thing that she was trying to test the water. Cool, but that wasn't a good target market for her as far as I, you know, just from what I think she's trying to do. Go ahead, Wynn. What's she trying to say? Uh, if I'm Nicki Minaj, I don't fool with Forever 21. I don't fool, I don't fool with none of them people. If she's, like I said, if she has the, the money, if she has the cash to do it, I wouldn't fool with, I would go, I would, or if I did, I would put like this, I wouldn't put much, um, much stock behind. I would I would try to cut a deal so that's so good that you know if it flopped it flopped. But I mean she's got enough presence where she can do enough online. You know where she could do enough online to grow her own stuff. But again, that takes time. That takes a team. That takes you know there's some other factors to it. But you know I mean because if you go if she goes back in the store she's back in the same position again where you've got you know when you go into retail. They want to. They want a, a discount on the price. You know, they want to. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got because it didn't work well for Beyonce stuff. either. Yeah, they want. They want. When she of did House of Darion, that didn't work retail. And yeah, um, so. and she's Beyonce. <laughs> and the Park Ave or the clothing line she has now that's for fitness, it's hella high. Like it's stupid high. And House of Darion was high, and then not realistic for women to wear like in real life. So. It's one of those things they have to strike a balance. I'm just being honest. Like, and I was so here for it initially. I was ready to put on some Beyonce clothes, but just no. You know what I mean? Like, it just it didn't work. So I think in a way that whole artist bridging into the fashion world, everybody's not a Diddy. Everybody can't do the, you know what I mean, the Sean John. There's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of team that comes behind that. And you need more yeah. than you and your mama with a sketchbook coming up with some clothing to make it so that people really, that regular people want to wear your clothes. It's one thing to put something on and feel like a celebrity, and it's one thing to put on clothes and go somewhere and look like you don't belong here. Like, where are you going right now? Not not everybody is meant to be a Beyonce everywhere they go. They want to feel like a Beyonce or a Nicki Minaj, but not necessarily get that type of, where are you going? You know what I mean? Like, girl. <laughs> you know, And that's kind of the feel, I think, that either Nicki's clothes and potentially Beyonce's clothes have to do that. That crossover thing that Diddy did with Sean John is totally different than what I think their brands are trying to do as far they're missing something in that in that piece. Because Beyonce's tried to do it twice and I don't think it's really working for her in either arena, to just be perfectly honest. Every time I read something about the new line I'm thinking, Come on girl, you know, somebody's gotta get that part together. But anyway, I can go on and on and on about the targets and that kind of thing. So I hush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, Isha, were you about to say something? So I was going to say the one thing I will say that I think is huge is if she's going to do that is I do think, I think because of what you just said, is is she cannot use Minaj anywhere. There mm-hmm. has to be mm-hmm. either Because if her target market is young girls, then, yeah, that's, that's going, that might create an issue. But again, we gonna see because I I think she's fine. You know, I think she's good. If her net worth, oh, she gonna really be all right. 70, if her net worth is really this seventy million dollars that that um, was reported, then she's good. She'll be all right. I mean, like not even being funny. I I just want to know: is there a way to reverse all the stuff that she's had done to herself to make her normal again? No. Like you can't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she wants to. Do you think she wants to though? I mean, but I'm just saying, like, if she did that, would it make her image better, or would it make it like cowardly, or I mean, how would that go over? It's all bad. That would be all bad. I think from, a, from an image standpoint, I think when it comes to to that to that industry, a good album solves covers a multitude of sins. Mhm. Mhm. I believe so that too. Because that. I mean, I think she she came out she came out with a brand that was in your face and very um, animated, and then she did a, a mild rebrand where she came back in a, in a mild clothes. Yeah, they're very basic. They're not her clothing line is not out there at all. Like her, it's it's more like joggers and. The cute little, it's, it's tights and, and crop tops. Very basic, like very basic. I When I when the article came out, I went to the clothing line. I went to the Kmart website to look at it. Like it's not even out there. Her clothes are more, I honestly would wear the clothing. Like it's literal like workout clothing and hang out and go chill with your girls and, you know, go shopping type clothes. There's so that's nothing. an endorsement. You're not opposed to it. It's like it's not raunchy. It ain't. Oh, there's nothing Hanging wrong. That's what I'm saying. Day. It's Kmart. I think it's the fact that no one knew she had a clothing line, and it's Kmart. Like it was, it was just a bad look where they positioned her brand was bad. Like you saw mix everywhere. You knew about her OPI. I mean the, uh, I think it was OPI, the nail polish line. Like we saw that everywhere. She, you didn't see nothing about no clothing line on her Instagram. That's what I'm saying. Like it seemed like it was basic. Like they were thinking ground level. Let's touch, get our feet wet, see how this works. But they didn't put anything behind putting out. I am a Nicki Minaj fan. I like her music. Like I follow her on Instagram. I look for the stuff that's happening. Nobody knew nothing about her having a clothing line, and there's nothing wrong with the clothing line. There's even nothing I would be like, mm-mm, girl, no, mm-mm. And like, and like I said, I ain't about gonna Beyonce, front. Like, Some little mixies are good. Clothing, I, I will say that. I did not wear her clothes. Would you say? I said I ain't gonna front. Her little mixies are good. Right, and I'm like, and that's the thing. That's I agree. She'll be fine because the things that she's created that are under her name aren't that like her clothing line. I mean, her uh, the perfume. Smells pretty good. The nail polish, it's hard to mess up nail polish. You know what I'm saying? You outsource those things. She's created something solid even if the music falls through. She's got a personality, a brand thing, and the music isn't going to fall through. But, I mean, she's got something to carry her until that good album, that Saving Grace album happens to populate wherever she lands, whether it's independent or with a record label or she re-signs or whatever. She's created things that are solid. So I I don't know what the hell happened with the clothing line and 
all I can think of is they just positioned it wrong. That team dropped the whole ball because there's really nothing wrong with it. She just they just need to do better. When if if they decide to relaunch it, they need to do better as far as letting people know it even exists. And because letting people know by saying we're dropping it was not a good look. That is not how you wanted people to find out that you had a clothing line was to hear that Kmart was dropping it. So there's going to need to definitely be some type of rebrand, relaunch situation happen there if she decides to relaunch it. Because that one, I was like, womp, 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 for real, when that, that hit. On the on the tail end of the whole Remy thing, it was just, that was bad. I know somebody had their hands in their hands, for real. They had in their hands in, at the board table, for real, after that one. You know what I'm thinking? She's always talking about pink. Why on earth didn't Pink sign her label? Like, how dumb is that? Like, but have you ever seen them really attach over? themselves like, to one of I, us? Do they really I'm attach sure. themselves well, to hip hop artists and things like that? I don't know like who that? Pink is. I just be seeing Victoria's Secret all the time. That's Victoria's Secret. Oh. Right. Oh, Vicky don't tell nobody. <laughs> no, Vicky they don't. don't talk, they don't talk to us. They, they don't keep none of our secrets like that. <laughs> Vicky don't keep our secrets like that. No, they don't. They don't really attach themselves. They do more of the Naomi Campbells, the Tyra Banks, the Cross. You know, they Nikki is way. That's not their image as far as Vicky Secrets is concerned. Not even the fun loving. Hey, how you doing? That one would surprise me if Victoria's Secret picked up Nicki Minaj. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, you say you got something well. hot topic. <laughs> Okay, so the hot topic we have, well, oh, the one in the room, brought to brought Lord. to us by my hero, L's <laughs> up for my man DeAndre Chappelle, always Lord, him to do. His question was, <clears throat> well, it wasn't his question; it was a meme that was posted, and because I ain't looking at it directly, but I remember it enough. I'll verbatim, not verbatim it, but I'll you know kind of splice it up. Is I got to look for it because I can't splice it up. Are y'all looking at it? Somebody read it for me, right? Because I lost it. Like, uh, come on, man, help me. Somebody throw me a bone. Said, y'all you, 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 you won't look. You won't. I don't have it in front of me, but I can. I can. I, I, do. I can it's, basically uh, for you. Okay, there you go, Keith. Yeah, I'm about to say because I don't want to mess it. the words up. Do I you still consider? Up, gonna be, yeah. A husband, the head of household. If the okay. wife is the breadwinner uh-huh. and he is in the homemaker role. Right. Now, yeah. I have yeah. to preface because there was a good point brought up in the thing. So before we get into it, there are mm-hmm. no kids involved. Do not involve kids. Kids are not involved. Oh. Is it okay if the man is a house dad? Well, he can't be a dad if he's if there I are mean, no I mean, you know, involved. I mean, a house. Uh, I mean, what do you call him then? A house. That changes the game. See, my whole response is different. Yeah. I mean, wait. Yeah, I mean, you call even, him a I mean, homemaker. Now we gotta be. Because look, I'm about to be mean, mean specific. Did it even call him a husband? <laughs> is he a boyfriend? What is he? Yes, it said husband. Okay, yes, so he is husband. husband for sure. Okay, so house yes. husband. What else can he have as a title before we go? Homemaker. House and husband. That's, house, husband, homemaker. What else? That's it. House, yeah, house husband, homemaker. Is that enough, ladies? That's what enough. 
Right, yeah. Is that enough for him to be called the man of the house? Like, is he the man of the house? I'm sorry, no? though. Did his gender change? Well, I mean, look, uh, that's what we're talking oh, about. So, yeah, he's still going to be the man of the house. And is he the head okay, of the so household? He's still, the house. he's still making the, the decisions for the household. Uh, okay. Why would his role as the the head of the household changed because he's not making no money. Well, I mean, you got to dig. Oh, my goodness. You got to dig. That was a very good... Uh, did you see... Uh, it, you got to dig. There were a lot of reasons why he can't and he shouldn't be. Like, I mean, no, no, I, no, I saw a lot of opinions. I did. And I guess I did. This is what I was looking at. It said, how is he the head of the household and he not paying no bills? Um, that's that's what I, I that was the first one to call my eyeball. No yes. Um, and yes. I mean, now look. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Hold okay, on. Okay, and I get that. Yeah. gotta bring in um, something now. Like it may not be bills, but I mean, bro, bring in the groceries or something, bro. Like you something needs to be Head made. Head of household shit. is an IRS term. So if we talking about that way I from the IRS standpoint. No, he is not the head of the household on your tax return because he does not have any income to claim. But most of the individuals who are responding to this are not making it that clear. More of them are saying, how he going to run anything if he don't have money? Money is a provision for the household. Like, that's just, I don't know, for me, I always see things from the other side of the game. I am not devalued as a functioning part of the household because I don't bring in income. Being a house husband can include, and is definitely not limited to, other things around the house, pulling up trees, trimming trees, mowing the lawn, taking care of the house, paying your house, dealing with your floors, being your maintenance man. All of these things are things that happen in the house. So, and you don't have to be collecting the check to do that. So, does that devalue him as the man of the house? Absolutely not. No. But does it make him not the head of household? Absolutely. In IRS terms, if you're asking me, is he the head of household for IRS documents? Because that's an IRS term. No. Because he don't have no income. Nope. That's not the truth, though. They still count. Because this was my situation. When if if there is no W two even for that man of the household for that man he is still on all of your IRS documents as head of the household he goes down they check his that that little box of head of household is checked as your husband's name if you are married filing jointly regardless yep. whoever has the income he is still your head of household and the IRS standpoint this whole he got to make some money to be the head of the household is a mindset that we are put that is it's it's I believe that it is biblical and it is something that we have been told from the beginning of time that the women stay home and the man works. So whenever the situation changes, whether it be social, whether it be circumstantial in the household, somebody's sick, somebody loses a job, whatever the case may be, now all of a sudden he gets put on a time clock of when you going back to work. You know you ain't where you're supposed to be when you going back to work. And that is because that's what society has done, that whole you don't work, you don't eat type thing. And that puts right. a lot of unnecessary frustrations and hardship on a situation that could be perfectly fine if it's working. And, again, that's if it's working, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you make that thing work. But this whole conversation, you don't marry a person if you are doing it for the right reasons. And I'm sorry, on this one, I consider it the right reasons. You do not marry a person solely for their ability to provide for you. And people have now decided to change the whole thing where, yeah, I'd rather marry for stability over love. Love comes, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't personally believe no, that. Love don't come. I believe it that don't. it can I make either, you. It does, you know, you, you, can, you can develop comfortability. You can develop a sense of this is what we do, normalcy, things like that. Stability is one thing, but if what you desire is love, then that needs to be your foundation because all of that other stuff financial-wise can change. So we can sit and we can front, and I'm sorry, this is for the people, you know, we can sit here and we can front like, oh, all of this, it all matters to the bank balance, and he can't do nothing, he ain't running nothing, he ain't running nothing, he ain't spending, if he ain't paying nothing, okay, all right. That man is not <laughs> that you 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 gotta grow up. Like there is a lot of growth to happen if you feel that the only way that man has the ability to say anything about what goes on in your household is he pays the bill. You have a rude awakening, and that's. I just think that because that says something about how you are loving and viewing that person, not at all how mm-hmm. your household works, about how the type of person that they are, how they loving you, what type of human they are. You have put that person in the position of a number, a dollar amount. And that that says much more than any Bible verse or anything else that you're going to rattle off to me as far as I'm concerned. Then I'll, that's that's just how, you know, I don't, I, mean, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm still like got the clap of music, Jack. Can I be clear? Can I provide some clarity? This is, mm-hmm. a, this is another wonderful example of where the Bible does not teach that. That is something that we have interpreted incorrectly. Mm. So our incorrect interpretation of scripture has once again given us something <laughs> that is not present. Crazy mindset. So we are not supposed to. So so the the objective is is that that's a, there's a difference between a cultural something that's cultural and something that so this is a cultural that's a cultural statement and we took that cultural statement out of context and made it into something else. I just need to clarify that. But as a man. I'm, I have to say that as a man, I find it I find a problem with any man who doesn't feel the need to contribute financially, emotionally, spiritually around the house to his family. I'm not saying that that makes I don't now I, I also say that the authority because head of household is an authority. It says that that anything that comes in or out of this house. I am responsible for. I'm responsible for the the woman, the children, the money, the you know spiritual aspect. I'm a, I'm responsible for your emotional well-being. I'm responsible for all of that. And so mm-hmm. I, I find that my issue would be with a man who doesn't feel the need to participate. He don't have to make more money. He don't have to make you know. But he got to. But we got to participate. I have an issue with dudes who think that it's cool to sit around and play video games and twiddle their thumbs all day while everybody else is getting up hitting the bricks. That 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 extreme is an issue for me. But even in that extreme, that man's authority just ha- has not changed. He just ain't practicing. Mm-hmm. So so I think right. there's again, I, and that's that's again that's not a that's just the simple fact of as a man. You are responsible when you got when you take on a, a wife when you take on you're responsible. 
So period. So however y'all work that out, you're responsible. Like to just sit around and do nothing. I take issue with that. Again, you ain't got to make more money. You ain't got to necessarily, you know, done wrong with being a stay-at-home, you know, dad, if that's what makes sense for your family. But you're still in the authority. Mm-hmm. You don't get the so to get clarify the take that, break, because huh? I know we got to, I know we have to to close up here. But so now I'm asking because I wanted to, as far as are you. I think I want to say, I'm asking, is there a separation in what our hot topic was and what your clarification was just then? Because the the question I thought was, is there a question of, is, is his authority now in question because he's not providing financially? And is your caveat Correct. to that, yeah, you know, his authority does not change. However, Correct. because of his role in the home, there should still be a desire to provide that need if necessary. Now, for whatever provide, reason, if the situation doesn't allow for that, then cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying just financially. I'm saying provide, period. Right. See, that's so what I'm I read saying, into that. I, I if he's at home, I'm not assuming well, that he's sitting. And I think that's what we do. We assume that because he's not working, right. he's not doing anything. Exactly. And I think that's exactly. frustrating for men because we're not a, we're not given that assumption when we're at home and that you all are at work. We're not assumed to be doing anything. We're going to show our ass if we say you we, you come home and you say you ain't did nothing all day. What do you mean? This dinner, this dinner. Right, you yeah. know, so I think that we're too quick to judge when the roles are reversed simply because, like you said, cultural. We twisted what we thought was biblical and now made it cultural, and that that causes more divide than necessary. So I just yeah. wanted well, to clarify that we weren't we missing something that you were saying. We yeah, we t- and again, I'm just saying that we have to try. I'm just saying that dudes can't just pack mm-hmm. it in like, oh, like you know, like there are dudes who really just think it's okay to live off they, they woman and yep. sit there and watch nothing. I'm saying that, and I said that's an extreme, but that man, mm-hmm. even though, correct, his authority still, he's still head of household, I'm just saying that he's not, like, he, you ain't doing the job in that moment, mm-hmm. I mean, if that's how you okay. do it. That's, that's all I'm saying. And I, just, I was just going to say, um, I think, like, I, I, like I, you know, the main thing is comfortability, man. When a person gets comfortable, and, and it doesn't matter if it's the woman or the man, and when the person gets comfortable in just waking up and knowing when something comes on TV at 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. in the day, there's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, there shouldn't be that much comfortability. And it, it, that doesn't matter either side. Now, I do understand both ways things happen. As a man, no, I personally wouldn't want to be a stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home household husband or none of that, but I understand things happen. That being, comfortability is my level. You know what I mean? Like, when you become comfortable and waking up and looking and seeing, like, yo, I missed 1 o'clock version of, oh, bro, it's trying to Mm -hmm. change over. Nah, nah, bro, nah. And, and I mean, unless you work seven p.m. to seven a.m., I, I don't, I don't get it, cause that's not cool. Yeah. It, it should bother you. Your hands should be a little cruddy in the middle. You know what I mean? Like your hands shouldn't just be putty soft. <laughs> All right, y'all. We got a minute forty left. Minute forty seconds left before we got to get out of here. Everybody, real quick, go ahead and say your. Uh, Final thoughts, we'll start with Cuzzo. Go ahead. Keep it petty all week. Give them two days of cool. petty. Go. All right. Miss Keisha, go ahead. You up.
All right. Q, your turn. Um, I hope to see some of you all out this weekend at the She Experience. Come see me on Friday at the Slumber Party and Saturday at the She Experience at the Waterford. Hope you got your tickets. We are so oh, so <laughs> muted. <laughs> all right. Keisha, you ready? Yeah. I was talking and everything. That was so funny. <laughs> but, yeah, um... I have to tell y'all, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I have enjoyed my time with the scoop. But it's come to a close, and I am overjoyed watching y'all grow and will continue to support and love on y'all from a distance. Got to move on. We definitely appreciate everything that you have done and for growing with us. And, of course, as always, you know we got you back. So um, we'll definitely miss you. So also I want to say thank you. Definitely. I definitely want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Um, we appreciate everything you all have done. And we hope you guys have a con- have continued to have a very good week. Um, and we will definitely be back next week with another great show. Um, also, we ask that you to please share the show with someone else by sharing the link on social media. And as always, if you have a question or comment, let us know. Please don't forget to go to Back to My Roots website. Mr.com back to my roots clothing and pick up your um, 20% discount by using the code uh, global. So if you use for the month of March, if you use the code global, you'll get a 20% discount off of your order on back to my roots clothing. The website again is B is in boy, T is in Tom, M is in Mary, R is in Robert, btmrclothing.com. They have some really, really nice clothing. Uh, we definitely want you to support them. So btmrclothing.com, get your 20% discount by using the code GLOBAL. All right, guys, have a good week. Um, tomorrow, the word on Wednesday continues Thursday, between conversations. Uh, so, and then get your copy of today by going to newboardsposure.org. Have a good night. Have a good week. Peace, we're going to miss you. Love you. And talk to you all. Just give me one more try If this is goodbye If this is goodbye I think you want a new love Then tell me what to do now If you could just give it Would you just spend it And I'm still standing here First you say you're with me And then you try to get me I try to keep it low when you cut me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry no tears Would you believe this love is forever gone? And would you take this long sweet rose And pull it together, baby
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.